thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, Jim and I really got to start these uh, podcasts a little bit earlier because the conversations I'm telling you that we have beforehand, we could have a whole separate podcast uh, just to those conversations because they're so enlightening, oh, yes. filled with joy and happiness. Not that these aren't, but holy smokes, man. Um, you know, some of the best things that we say to each other sometimes seem to be off the air rather than on it. So, mm. uh, so thank you all so much for tuning in uh, yet again. Um, Hoping that you're uh, getting all geeked up and geared up for Thanksgiving this weekend, which it is up here in Canada. Uh, gobble, gobble, Jim. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just another reason to be grateful, of course. Jim and I uh, talk about gratitude on a regular basis on this podcast. And Thanksgiving is, of course, an opportunity to be grateful and to be grateful with the ones that you love. I actually saw a, uh, a post the other day about um, how many people take a look at their phone and they see that they're getting a call from maybe their mom, their dad, they let it go to voicemail and how many people out there would love to get that call right now and would never let it go to voicemail because their parents don't call them anymore unless they're calling from heaven. Um, so, uh, you know, just try and keep that in mind. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) Not a guilt trip or anything like that, but Hey, if your mom fucking calls, maybe answer it. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, if, if there's any person in the world that's sacrificed more than your, than your mother and father, I certainly, uh, don't know who those people might be, but uh, all I'm getting at is that, you know, take advantage of opportunities to speak with the ones that you love because you never know how long you're going to have and you never know when those uh, phone calls are going to stop or when those moments are going to end. Do you call your parents? Do I call my parents? Yeah. I, I, I message with my mom fairly regularly, to be honest, like just kind of through Facebook Messenger and that kind of thing. Um, I certainly don't talk to her on the phone probably as much. I, I would say I probably talk to her on the phone more than maybe your average bear, to yeah. be honest. But... Uh, I don't know. How about I, I know that you see your mom on a regular basis because she's I always see, dropping food off. Yeah, I see my parents pretty frequently. Um, I do call them. I do call them too. It kind of goes like in waves. I'll uh, I'll call them just to see what's happening or what's going. On. They're literally like two to four minute conversations. Oh, okay, nice and um, quick. Yeah, yeah. But um, do you ever talk about like the impending nuclear war that's happening? No, no. Okay, no. it's. Uh, are you are you at all concerned about that? Uh, it's a little bit the first I'm hearing of it. Oh, <laughs> so okay. So there's this country called Ukraine. Yes, <laughs> it's actually the country my father hails from. Right, right. Uh, I like. I, I try not to. You know, obviously, we, we we talk about not consuming too much news on a regular basis because it will mess with you. But it, the, there, there just kind of seems to be times where you can't get away from it. And uh, I guess uh, the narrative now, at least, is that Putin is kind of being. <laughs> somewhat backed into a corner and is already threatening the West with uh, nuclear attacks. Mm. Now, one of the things that, you know, we've always kind of had the luxury of being able to kind of uh, turn a blind eye to is the fact that if war is happening in the world, well, it's not happening that close to home, right? Mm -hmm. Like nobody's Mm -hmm. bombing Philadelphia. Nobody's bombing, you know, the Paw, Manitoba. I don't know why of all places, but what I'm getting at is that we we kind of see it from afar. We see rockets launching, and we think, oh, you know, that's that looks terrible, but we don't really experience the impacts of it. Now, a nuclear war, on the other hand, well, that kind of wipes out humanity, so mm-hmm. that's a little bit more concerning. And um, when you so when you try and wrap your head around the fact that Russia's nuclear. And, uh, of course, the United States is nuclear. they got all these nuclear warheads. I don't know how many they have. Dozens of them. They might have hundreds. Whatever it was, I think only one or two of them it takes to, to actually blow up the world. Um, 
Jim, how does something like that, does that kind of thing keep you up? And like, I know that we're not supposed to worry about things that are mm-hmm. outside of our control. And I can't, I can't call up Putin tomorrow and say, hey, man, can you chill out? But how do you not be worried about something like that, right? And I'm not even just you, uh, but like people in general. I think it's, um, I, I, think I, I, I think I just can't even comprehend it. So I, I don't even know, I, I, I can't process that. So is, is that us keeping our heads in the sand? No, like I don't. I just... Well, I, I don't think it. I, I'm going to speak only on my behalf on this one, but like, I don't, I don't think it is. I just don't know how to process that idea. Like, I don't know how to process that. You know, a button on one side of the earth could be pushed, and a button on the other side of the earth could be pushed, and that would, you know, yeah, cease, uh, cease existence as we know it. And so I. I no, I don't worry about it. It does not keep me up at night. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's a good thing, and it probably shouldn't. I just, you know, it kind of bumps me out because I like living so much. Why don't you think we have like a spiritual political party? Great question. I you know? would vote for that party. Well, you know, actually, um, Marianne Williamson tried to run for Congress in this in the state somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And that obviously didn't go very well or what happened? Oh, I don't, I don't think she, I mean, she had supporters, but I don't think that ever came to be anything just because of that fact, right? Like she, Hmm. you know, she represents and embodies the ideals that she does. And I don't think that really, while it resonates with a certain degree of people, um, not enough, like, hold on here. She's not enough. And and that, that, that kind of, puzzles me to a certain degree i mean you have the republican party of course that seems to be the the uh the party that a lot of christians will vote for because they're always um pumping the tires on you know god and god bless america and all this kind of thing um but i just i i I don't know i just i feel like i feel like maybe and maybe people have always been saying this i just think that now is like a a good time to kind of strike while the iron's hot whether where you've got this awakening of people that just want nothing but love peace and harmony so she's a she's a New York Times best-selling author, I think more than once. And these are this is these are some of the names of her books. So A Return to Love, I've read that one. Uh, a Return to Prayer, The Law of Divine Compensation, Woman's Worth, The Shadow Effect, A Year of Miracles, Everyday Grace, The Gift of Change, Tears to Triumph. So you get the, you know. It the, sounds like somebody would I would vote for. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. And then again, she's a New York Times best-selling author, so obviously there's enough people interested in what she has to write, and what yeah. she has to say, yeah. that she sells enough. But when it comes to matters like that, I'm sure there. That's just it's a it's a. And you know who's not going to nuke people? Marianne Williamson. I would, <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why can't countries around the world get it together and just? Vote in people like that. I don't really know what the answer to that one is. So how do you feel, man? I feel great. You how feel do you good? Feel? I feel I feel good. I feel real good. Even after all of that, I feel great. Good, good, good. Threat of nuclear war, shitty politicians. <laughs> I still feel great. Aces, man. Well, I'm you know, that's a um the, talking about feelings and the way that we feel, certainly uh, especially nowadays, seems to be um I mean, you want to talk about hot button issues. You've got a lot of people who um, let their feelings kind of control them mm-hmm. instead of being in control of their feelings, which I think is kind of an interesting way that things have evolved to a certain degree. Um, now, how do you f- like? How, how do you how do you 
interpret something like that, man. Like I, when I, when I hear about somebody being triggered, for instance, a part of me wants to be very empathetic to that person because I don't know what's triggering them. I don't know what's making them feel the way that they're feeling. And obviously they have very strong feelings towards whatever it is that's transpired, whether it's something that's been said, something that's been done. And then there's another part of me that's kind of like, well, why are you so beholden to these emotions? I think the starting point, I think the starting point for me is that I I wonder how many people even understand that their feelings can control them, right? So going back to what you said, Mm -hmm. it's almost as though, well, I'm having this feeling, so it must be true. Okay. Maybe the right way to to phrase it or ask it. Mm -hmm. And so if if you've never actually inquisitively thought about the fact that perhaps what you're feeling isn't true, which I think maybe goes a little bit hand in hand with saying, um, just because you're feeling something, that doesn't mean you should. Okay. When you combine the hmm. when you combine the perspective of believing all your feelings are true, and that because you're experiencing them, that you should be. Yeah, yeah. Then I think that answers the question of why are you so beholden to them? Man, I, I love where you're going with this. Because yeah. how do you how do you um. I don't know, how do you, if you just aren't aware of even asking those questions, how do you counteract them or how do you ground yourself or how do you have an objective opinion that's not a product of that emotion or those feelings? And a perfect example that we've all experienced for sure is when you're driving on the road Mm -hmm. and let's say someone cuts you off there's no risk of accident. No one's going to be hurt. No damage. No nothing. Someone just cut you off or they're driving slow, mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. And you're mad. That's your default emotion within that moment. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes you're to you is that feeling. You're having a feeling. Right. Okay. Tell me right now. Is that feeling true? It might be because you're feeling it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But should you be feeling it? And should you be acting on it? And should you be acting on it? Right. That's what I mean. And so that's a very minute example of what that is. But when you expound on that across how people live their lives in a daily basis, it's no wonder that people are fucking wrapped up in every little fucking thing that they feel. And going back to your totally. to your comment about being triggered, well, now everything is a trigger. Because the moment you you feel something and... There probably is some sort of, because of the way that we are, there probably is some sort of instinctual reactionary response Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that as soon as you hook onto that, instead of taking that pause or that breath, then you're in it. Totally. hundred percent. Yeah. Great point, man. I think that, um, you know, I think that word triggered is, is definitely used a lot in today's society. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to emphasize how how, how, how we should be empathetic for people that like, let, let me give you an example. Okay. So let's say for instance, that, that somebody gets, somebody was molested as a child yeah, and the person who did that molesting, they always had this very strong cologne that they wore. Okay. Okay. And then 10, 15 years later, you're in an elevator 
and then somebody comes in and that exact same scent, that exact same cologne fills up the elevator. Yes. You're immediately triggered and God knows what, what, what kind of emotions are going through you. Yes. I mean, I can't imagine what that, what, what that might feel like. And you have all my, my, my empathy because, you know, that, how could that not be triggering for you? You yes. probably don't feel safe all of a sudden. Right. You're probably scared. Yeah. You're probably angry. Right. Who knows what's going through you? But I think that there's levels to it. Right. Like, I mean, yes, something like that is probably a good example of you're like, of course you're triggered. Holy smokes. Like, I can't believe that versus seeing a tweet of somebody saying something very, you know, almost looking for an excuse to be angry or offended and then letting that kind of feeling trigger you into um, unleashing your wrath upon the world. Well, that example is one where. Are your feelings true? I would say unequivocally, yes. Right. Do you have a right or or a, or a place or grounds to feel those feelings? I would also say unequivocally, yes. Right. The, the majority of the rest of the stuff that isn't that, I think is a product of people not realizing they can control their emotions and that what usually is happening is that their emotions are controlling them. So you're, or you could say that they're actually choosing to feel that way. They're choosing yeah, to be offended yeah. well, or and they're choosing you know to what? be. And that's also it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it is. Like yeah. when you're not in control of something, um, you're sort of choosing to not be in control. And again, the example you gave would be an example where I was like that. This is of course, like all those a hundred percent, you know, the, the, um, it all goes to that person mm-hmm. for sure. But those other examples of, of whatever inner social media bullshit or this, that, or the other, like these are things that we are not, we don't have enough awareness of to understand that where we're allowing ourselves to go is like you said, a choice. So why make that choice, man? You know, like what is it about choosing to be the victim or choosing to be, angry choosing to be threatened or whatever it is like i just don't understand why you could why you would want to make that choice and and lower your vibration basically down to that level when you could just simply not make that choice i mean like i don't know am i am i asking really simplistic questions here well, I just don't maybe get, the like... simple questions are the one that ones that need to be asked i mean i i think it is um like people obviously aren't looking at it as a choice first of all right? that's it yeah so Actually, that's probably the place to start. It's not realizing that it is a choice. Right. You know, like it's... Like I'm offended. Okay, but are you choosing to be offended? You Like, I think it's kind of like, there's no question about it, right? Like, like can, can you not help but be offended? Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I think it's... Uh, uh, there's a lot there. I mean, it, there's really a whole ton that probably happened before that and it it maybe it makes me even think of do we know how to feel do we know how to express our feelings do we know how to talk about our feelings Mm -hmm. i mean i know Mm -hmm. men for the longest time were never supposed to speak about their feelings or anything like push it down man push it down and be a man quote unquote Mm -hmm. and um but it goes for everybody right i mean because expressing feelings requires the 
person to express it and also someone to receive it. Sure. Um, and so that requires okay. both people to have some sort of, you know, intelligence to be able to do that. Um, cognition, however you want to refer to it as. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know if, I don't even know how good we really are at that. Not very. <laughs> you know, like I even thinking of myself really, have I, I don't even think I've really started to understand my own feelings maybe maybe within like the last decade or so mm-hmm. and before then it really seemed like the things that were happening as i was saying they're happening because they should be happening because i'm feeling them so why why shouldn't they? like why would i question this response that i have inside right yeah 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 i mean feelings are it's it's a really interesting, like, I mean, the way that you feel is part, like, that's kind of what it is to be human at the same time, right? Like, one of the things that you always used to say when I was in um, in my journalism class in college is one of the best questions you can ask somebody that you're interviewing is, how does that make you feel, you know? Okay. So instead of saying, you know, um, tell me about tell me about your daughter, you would say, how does it feel to have a daughter, oh, you know? interesting all of a sudden it just kind of opens you up in a different way, Yeah, you know? And that's how powerful it can, it, like if, if you're not feeling, well, I mean, then you're probably the president of Russia with your hand on the nuclear codes kind of thing. Right. I mean, like to feel is to, is, is to be man, but um, it is, but I also think it's, I think it's, I think it needs to be more one-sided. I think in, we in need what to, way? I think we need to feel more good things, more positive oh, okay. things. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we do. No, we we don't. Imagine that, man. Imagine us choosing not to feel good things. You know? Like and I don't know if that's like we we can't be doing that consciously, obviously, right? Yeah, so it and it makes me go back, it makes me just think about what you'd said moments ago about how, you know, we're choosing to feel kind of negative right Mm. we're choosing to feel whatever it is insulted or offended or angry or upset or saddened and so we can choose to be more positive about things we can choose to have more positive feelings it's 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 true it is possible it for sure is because it's i am the living example of that and there's countless other people like that as well well and yeah and and that all comes down to again who are you surrounding yourself with what are you consuming what are you consuming media wise social media wise like what are you putting into you and that obviously is going to ignite some sort of a reaction. So, I mean, garbage in, garbage out, like we always talk about, man. If you're watching things and ingesting things that are good for you, you're probably going to feel good, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's such an interesting, like it's a very interesting psychological concept. And I'll share an example that literally happened today. Um, I The weather's kind of changed in the afternoon and it got kind of, Windy, blustery, and, and yeah. whatnot. Blustery, and, great word. Thank you. And I had gone outside to go to our other building at work, and I came back inside, and I was like, "Man, it got very unpleasant outside." Mm-hmm. Which is a, which is the way that I like to uh, describe how I feel about wind. Very unpleasant. And and the and a person that heard me say that said in response, "Well, that's a much nicer way to say." <laughs> 
what it feels like outside rather than to say it's shitty outside. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because Perspective, I, man. Because I think that's what they would have said. Unpleasant. Yeah. You Upsetting. Know? Upsetting. I like to use here. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would have said, wow, it's shitty outside. <laughs> and I just said, oh, it's rather unpleasant it's outside. Rather unpleasant. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the thing is, is like that stuff has power. Of course it like, does, those man. Those words have power. Yeah, definitely. And if you think about it, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But if you think about it, it's very, very interesting that someone is more readily apt to say it's shitty and mm-hmm. someone is more readily apt just to say like it's unpleasant. <laughs> it, it, yeah. yeah. And so I don't know, uh, maybe I'm getting way too deep into this silly example, but then all of a sudden, are you? does it just change your whole mind frame? Does it change your whole complexion, perception, perspective of what you're feeling when you go out into that weather of windiness well totally man it does it does and i think that small things like that when they're compounded because you know that's one example of how how like lord knows how many little examples that you you know that are little choices that you made today all make a giant difference when you add them all up together right like there might be somebody that was just like ah it's shitty outside and this coffee tastes shitty and this right. is a shitty job. Like it just kind of snowballs, right? Whereas you're kind of heading in the other direction. Yeah, like when you use those words, those more assertive words, like they're just more sour yeah. coming out of your person. Totally. And then it makes you more sour. If, if, if you feel sour. And this is this is for another episode, but it, it makes me think about, you know, the, the ideas and the theory behind... Uh, the law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. And it and and like really quickly, one of the big things is if thinking about something makes you feel bad, the the solution is not to be able to have it make you feel good. It's to think about something else. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, and that doesn't mean ignore your problems or ignore the things that are shitty, but get yourself on this wavelength where you feel better yeah than that oh man that you know what that's just a powerful message too because again that 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 gives you the power of choice to feel something different like if you're sitting there stewing yeah and then all of a sudden you have the self-awareness to stop and then think about something completely different because you can think yourself to death for god's sakes you can think yourself into the worst mood into the most anxiety it's it's really true and you can think yourself out of it exactly exactly you can think yourself out of it yeah powerful message yeah choose that make that choice yeah love it man and choose this podcast choose this podcast great again a fantastic choice yeah well thank you for choosing to join us today thanks for being here jim thank you man love you buddy love you too love you all thank you bye everybody bye everybody